up, man. Ready to run. Yeah, on my end, it was just you dancing by yourself with no audience. So it was very, uh, it was very weird to watch. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get that. If we're gonna make an intro, that I think that I mean, that's it. copyright free music, soundstripe, crisp, crispy. All right. Sorry, guys. We'd like to apologize first for uh, not doing it yesterday. I made a boo boo and messaged Taylor two minutes, like two minutes before the show's supposed to start, and then I fell right back asleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my apologies. What can I say? You know, you're cuddling and cuddling in bed with your wife to just kind of fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So, excuses. Yeah. That's all I'm hearing is excuses. You know. I know. We're not talking about practice, okay? Practice. We're talking about the real show. We ain't talking about practice. This is the booth. Welcome to the booth. So, before we get into the, the college football playoffs and talking about all those wonderful games, you can see the hat. It's a glorious day. DJ Lagway, 2024, number two quarterback, commits to the Gators. I saw Taylor in there going, go Gators, go chomp chomp, even though he could have went to Oklahoma. He threw Oklahoma yeah. under the bus. Yeah, I'll throw I'll throw uh I'll throw Oklahoma under the bus every once in a while for the uh benefit of uh benefit of family. You yeah. know. Uh we already have a nice uh quarterback coming in, five a now uh five star quarterback. I think it, it, it just recently came out that he yeah. was now a five star. Uh so I think we're set. Mm. I know Florida needs a QB because as of right now they're pretty depleted and uh yeah. likewise a uh one of a kind. So, you know, yeah. if you guys can snag him, go for it. You know, I'd rather see him go there than go to Texas A&M where he's not going to shine because he's not going to have anybody to play with. And yeah. I was shocked that he spurred uh, Lincoln Riley. Uh, Billy Napier spurred Lincoln Riley, the quote-unquote quarterback whisperer of the nation for top yeah. quarterback, which was. Well, I, I don't think it was just uh, Napier. I think that you guys, you're, all of your coaches – uh, are extremely personable. They actually like touch base with these players rather than be like, "Hey, our facility, <laughs> mint, okay? Mint. Like that's what we got going on over here." No, they come in and be like, mint. "They come in and they're like, look, we are here to progress you in your career. You know, we're here to try and set you up for uh, the NFL, so you can go in and get drafted high, go to a good team, and be successful for the rest of your career." Yeah. I think USC is kind of like, we're going to try and uh, win a playoff game or uh, make it to the playoffs or right before the playoffs and then lose because we have no idea how to run a defense. Yeah. <laughs> Shot throwing a link in there. Uh, yeah, that was more towards Grinch than anybody yeah. else. There yeah. we go. I know. Grinch stole Christmas. Grinch, Grinch yeah. stole playoff spots, uh, Hope. Yeah. No, you can have I... an offense that <clears throat> is explosive, but once you have that defense that allows points like that, I mean yeah. – I'm excited. I'm excited about Lagway. Obviously, uh, we have Rashada now. We have Lagway, the month span to get elite quarterback to elite quarterback to potentially even even more elite quarterback in Lagway. I think Rashada's got all the gifts. Kind of reminds me, you know, Rashada reminds me a little bit of Chris Leak. You know, doesn't have has a little bit of running ability, but you know has a great yeah. touch on the passes. Kind of like Chris Leak in the Florida days, and then you got Lagway, who is more of that. Big, like bigger arm, able to run a little better, kind of quarterback in Tim T- Timothy Tebow. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out in the atmosphere. You know, that's all I'm gonna say on that one. All right. Don't put that on that man. 
Well, he said he said when he wants to come to Florida, the reason why he chose Florida is because one, he loved the SEC environment compared to um, obviously mm-hmm. the Pac-12. Yeah. Um, and then he wants to be the greatest Florida quarter, for not even quarterback, Florida player to ever touch the swamps field. So I mean, I mean that you're going up against some some of the greats. Percy Harvin, so. Timothy Tebow. You got a uh, Danny Warthel, Warfel, Smith, Smith, and stuff. So yeah. So it's definitely a tall task. I think he's up for the challenge. He definitely has the tools around him. He's also going to be playing baseball at Florida, which is a top five uh, baseball program in the nation. Uh, so I think that kind of helped his recruitment. USC baseball team kind of threw a late-ditched effort to help Lincoln Riley to uh, get him on the baseball team. But when it came down to having a top football program, education, environment, and baseball team where he's going to be playing doing both, I think Florida just, just won out. And like you said, Napier is a little more personable than, say, maybe a Lincoln Riley, who's just going to say, hey, I can get you to the league and coach you up. He said that Napier's big thing was uh, family and trying to make him a better man off the field as well as on the field. So uh, that kind of touched home for him. He also said he knew he was going to Florida by the second visit, which I think was a couple months ago, so before he even went to go see Caleb Williams and uh them dominate that game so that's pretty pretty big big up i can't talk pretty big get up for uh napier and crew anyways let's talk college football taylor when we kind of talked obviously still college football but the college football playoffs it came down to bama and tcu for that final spot ohio state snuck their way back in and nick saban basically said they said, why should you get the spices? Because we're Alabama. That's basically just what he said. We're Alabama. <laughs> why shouldn't we? Uh, and then, um, of course, Max Duggan had his tearful, please let us in, uh, very passionate speech that uh, USC Caleb Williams kind of took a shot at and then retracted it on Twitter and said, no, 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 this wasn't that, Max. You know, I just think that it, you know, side note. But, yes. So, Obviously, the committee listened to TCU. They only have one loss. Good on them. Do I think Alabama's a better team than TCU? Yes. There we go. That's the, that's. I was waiting for that one. Yes, of course, Alabama's better than TCU, but I don't think you can punish a team. Like we both said, like, I don't think you can punish a team that was in the championship game to a team that watched it from home. Yeah. So I, I, Alabama has never been in the question for me. Or, like, they've never been – on my radar, there's not a single time once they got their second loss where I was like, you know, they still have a chance to make the college football playoffs. It's it's just not there. You have yeah. two losses. Everyone in front of you has one or zero losses. TCU now only has one. So they deserve to be in there because USC's out. You know, that opened up the door for Ohio State. They have one loss, so they deserve that four spot. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the right move of, as, of keeping TCU at three because USC lost and pushing Ohio State in. I don't see this whole, you know, we're Bama, uh, so we deserve to be in because you know, we've been elite. Yes. <laughs> it is, but, but you know, being I think this is the only the second time they haven't made it in. So, I mean, yeah. I guess you kind of earn the right to be a little cocky and saying, like, you know, we're Bama, you know, we deserve to be in. You've got two losses. This yeah. year you don't deserve to be in. Sorry. And if you if you bring up the two teams, if it comes down to it, Bama or TCU, is Bama better than TCU? Yes. 
Yeah. But you can only judge off common opponents or strength of schedule. Well, this year, TCU and Alabama played a Texas Longhorn team. Bama played when Quinn Ewers was hurt and almost lost to yep. the backup of Texas. I think it was by a field goal they won. Yeah. And then TCU absolutely dominated uh, Texas with Quinn Ewers in, uh, who at the time was playing top-notch football. He still, you know, it was his freshman season, so he still has a chance to kind of turn it around. He did kind of fizzle out there at the end. But so when you look at it, TCU has to be in because they dominated a team that they both played, which on paper you'd be like, okay, TCU is a better team. Now, I test tells me, uh, and it tells you and probably all of America that Bama is a better team. Uh, it's hard to say that TCU is a better team when Bama's stocked with four and five stars out, you know, out the yeah. wazoo, and TCU is not. But yeah, I think TCU was a good, uh, good fit in the college football playoffs. Do they do they get dominated? Maybe we'll see. The bowl games are coming up. Um, so we're gonna talk about some of those games, those games right here. We have UGA versus Ohio State, and then we have uh, Michigan versus TCU. So we'll start with that first game. I want to get your thoughts on it, and then uh, I want you at the end of your thoughts tell me who you got. Uh, so we're gonna go UGA versus Ohio State. I think this is gonna be a straight up defense, defense, defense. If you don't have a good defense going up against Georgia, you're screwed. And OSU needed defense against Michigan, and they didn't have it. You see what happened? They got destroyed so they need to focus on their defense the run game actually not even their run game because against michigan i think every single touchdown michigan had was like a 46 yard pass or more every single touchdown that they had they need to work on that if they're going to even have a chance against georgia with that said i think georgia's everything they've done this entire season has worked perfectly for them I think Stinson Bennett's going to show up and show off, and I think they're going to beat OSU by 10. I think it's going to be a good a game. 10-point spread. Look at that. 10-point. I think Ohio State's eager to show why they deserve to be in the college football playoffs, uh, but I think Georgia – I think they win it all, so I'm taking Georgia on this. I, I just don't see them losing to Ohio State. I think right now the only team that could put up a battle against uh, Georgia is Michigan. Yes. Um, that being said, I think Ohio State's going to put up a better fight than most people think. I think Georgia has a better yes. defense. But uh, Ohio State's offense, we all know, is electric when they can get going. They have Marvin Harrison Jr. and company. C.J. Stroud's going to be a top pick in the NFL draft. The issue here is now Jackson, the other star wide receiver for Ohio State, has opted out of the bowl game and the rest of the season to go with NFL, which makes no, to me, I get opting out of a bowl game when your team is, it, you know, it's a, it's a crap bowl game. It's kind of a, just a, a, a toss up bowl game. But when you're in the college football playoffs, and you're one of their top players. It's not like he was like a bench warmer. Who's like, Hey, I'm screwed. I'm going to the NFL. This is one of their top players. And last year people were saying that he was better than Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave who went in the first round and he's projected to go to the first round. So it's crazy to me that the fact that he just – to me it's like he just gave up on his team. He's like – it's it's very selfish uh, in my opinion. I understand you want to stay healthy, get your bread, go to the NFL. I get that. But you don't do that when you're in the college football playoffs playing for a natty. You're letting, to me, you're letting your teammates down. And I think that's going to, at the end of the day, hurt Ohio State against this Georgia team who has um, a top-notch offense and defense. 
especially on that defensive side with Jalen Carter and company. Uh, I yeah, just... I, I, I understand. Like you said, whenever, like we'll take this game, uh, the Oklahoma game, the Cheez Its Bowl. Opt out, go for it. It's yeah. the Cheez Its Bowl. <laughs> like <laughs> it holds no merit whatsoever. Yeah. But you came to play college football. Like the main goal of college football is to win a national championship. Everything. Yeah. All of it. And the only way to do that is to play these playoff games. I just don't see why you would play the entire season and then opt out when it's in the playoffs. Like it just makes no sense to me. Uh, this is what college football is about. I guess unless the only thing you care about is making it to the NFL. Yeah. Cool. But to me, you're giving up on the team. You're giving up on the sport. You're giving up on your coaches, uh, fans, and everything like that. It just doesn't look good to me. Like if I'm a GM, I want to see these players try and win, try and get a national championship, not just be like, all right, well, you know, it's the end of the season. I'm done. You know, I'm just going to yeah. go gear up for the NFL because that's all I care about is making some money. I don't like it. If it's one of those lower-end games like the Cheez-Its Bowl or the uh, Pepsi Bowl. Bowl or Las Vegas Bowl or Charmin Toilet Paper Bowl, whatever it is, yeah, opt out of those. We get it because there's you can't win a national championship. So go ahead, opt out. Don't risk the injury. Yeah, you know, Gear up for next season or gear up for the portal, gear up for the NFL draft, whatever it is. That's perfectly fine. But whenever it's a playoff game for the national championship, I fully expect each and every single player to participate. And if they don't, to me, that looks bad. Yeah, it, it's it's very it's definitely uh, selfish on Jackson's part. Be, be, again, because not only is he a a stud, but he's a star player for Ohio State. So going against his Georgia team, Ohio State's going to need all the ammunition they can get. Uh, Marvin yeah. Harrison's a great uh, receiver. He'll probably win the Blitnikoff, but he can't do it all by himself. And to me, this would help Jackson's stock. You know, he's already going to be a first round pick, probably top. 15 top 10 to 15 pick this could catapult them to the top maybe top you know seven um i don't think top five because the top five teams are looking at quarterback and defensive linemen in this draft uh with jalen carter cj Stroud, bryce young etc etc will levis um but it could help him get money i understand you don't want to get hurt but and because of that i think that's just as a teammate i think that'd be selfish like to look at him and be like yo i thought we were in it you know till the end Especially if we made the playoffs and now you're you're dipping on us. That's it. Just makes me want to take Georgia um, even more, um, to be honest. So I'm gonna go Georgia over Ohio State. You said ten point spread. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do seventeen. I'm gonna do a seventeen point spread Georgia way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stetson Bennett has been playing good. I don't think he's Heisman caliber. Like they put him in the top five. You know they invited him for the no. Heisman. I think Hendon uh, Hooker, Hendon Hooker, and Blake Corum should have. Definitely yeah, been over Stetson, but but I, th- I think the reason why he's up there is because they're the number one team in the nation. Yeah, but it's it's they... the best player in the na- the Heisman. We're doing a sidebar, guys, uh, for all those watching at home and listening on Spotify. But the Heisman is the best player in the nation. It's not the best player on nope. the best team, or it's not the quarterback on the best team. But now it's turned into the the court. Whoever the quarterback on the top yep. four teams is, they automatically get invited to the Heisman race. Stetson I'm one hundred percent with you. Not the best player even on his team. So the fact that he got put like Hendon Hooker had a stellar season and before he got hurt he was a Heisman favorite. He's not even invited anymore. Blake Corum 
one of the best, if not the best running back this year in all the nation for Michigan. Not even invited, even though, you know, he got hurt, but not even invited. It's just, it's just a quarterback award right now. And if you want to do that, fine, make, make that obvious and say, Hey guys, we're only going to give the quarterbacks, but you already have a quarterback award out there. So just get rid of the Heisman altogether at that point. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think the Heisman should be the best of the best players. It shouldn't be the best quarterbacks on the best uh, four teams in the uh, NCAA. And if they're going to make this a quarterback award, then you need to have like a quarterback Heisman and then a wide receiver Heisman and then a running back Heisman because now all these other skilled positions are getting completely screwed out of a chance to win the Heisman Trophy and be able to come out of college and go into the draft and be like, yeah, I'm the number one pick and I'm also a Heisman Trophy winner, whatever. Now it's only you have a chance to get it if you're a quarterback. And that yeah. makes zero sense. That's, I mean, I think it started swaying that way like three or four years ago, uh, unfortunately. And now Devontae even Smith in the NFL. A couple years ago um, as yeah, a receiver. But now, but it was, now even in the NFL, it's the most valuable player. That's a quarterback award. Yeah. You're not going to see – a running back get it you're not going to see a wide receiver get it you're not going to see anybody outside of a quarterback get it and that makes zero sense to me because let's say cooper cup the didn't get it last year for the nfl and he put up almost 2,000 he, receiving yards <laughs> yeah in my opinion and i'm not trying to be biased but i personally think that cooper cup should have won mvp now if you take let's say the vikings somehow win the super bowl this year yeah and everybody's like oh you know like uh kirk cousins man he dominated he is the most valuable player in the league no he is not the most valuable player on that team justin jefferson would get my vote for the most valuable player in the league if they won and they got that far because he is the one that's carrying that team as far as they've gotten so far uh i think this quarterback bias is bullcrap i think it needs to there needs to be a shift at some point where maybe it's like all right we get one quarterback they just need to, or we like, get one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, and I don't know. It, it just needs to change. Yeah, and so I mean, going back to the game again, Setson's invited to the Heisman. Don't think he think he's played great this year. I don't think he's Heisman caliber. Uh, apologize for the sidebar, guys. It just kind of needed to be talked about because it's been kind of floating around the web, and we need to touch base on it. Setson been in, should not have been invited to the Heisman. However, he is a great quarterback dog fans do not come at us all right if you tell me he deserves the heisman i need you to look yourself in the mirror and see if your news grew because you must be pinocchio with all that lying but he has played a great he has had a great year he's on the number one team and i again think georgia beats ohio state by 17 points uh, i just think that their defense i think they're ranked number six or seven in the nation uh they just have it all right now, and I just don't see a team outside of maybe Michigan because uh, Michigan has a pretty good defense matching up well with uh, matching up well with Uga. I will point out that Stetson Bennett, if you want to stop Stetson, um, the Georgia Bulldogs, over I think like 60% of his yards this year came from a yard within five yards, and then the tight ends and receivers took it the rest of the way. So it's not like he's dicing it up and killing teams by himself. He's literally just screen pass, slant, you know, drag route, and then they're just taking it off because they're just superior athletes down there in Georgia right now. Uh, with Michigan and TCU, I think Michigan dominates TCU. I would put them a 27-point spread for me. 
I think Michigan beats them by 27. I have zero argument. I don't <laughs> think these, I don't think TC is anywhere close to a match for Michigan. I think yeah. Michigan is just too stacked for them to even have a really competitive game. We're gonna eat our words. I, We've been down TCU all year, and TCU's gonna be like, I hold on down our throat. I I kind of doubted them on our last show. Uh, I I did say I think they would beat Kansas State. I will say I I called mm-hmm. them winning that game. Uh, they did lose, uh, but I did throw some some shade towards uh, TCU. Uh, but this is this is different. You know, this is not them going up against Oklahoma State or Texas. This is Michigan. Michigan's been in the top four all season, and they've proven why they should be in the top four. They dominated the at the time number two team in the country and <laughs> whooped them out of the top lie. four. I was kind of hoping that Ohio State would be put at four. Uh, that way we could see a UM versus a Ohio State rematch. Yeah, but you know, yeah. I mean, we Ugga still could ver- we, imagine Ugga we, versus TCU. <laughs> I mean, we still could see yeah. a Michigan Ohio State game uh, for the national championship, championship if Ohio State somehow pulls off like a spectacular win out of nowhere. That'd be that would be that'd be a game to watch. If I mean, yeah. like I said, Ohio State has has the ability, but. To me, right now, Georgia is it's Georgia, and then the rest of the three teams down here. Um, yeah. So, what team can make up the most of that spread? Couldn't tell you. Like I guess I think it's Michigan, but I think it's Georgia going back to back. Agreed. I mean, it would still be cool to have the uh, oldest, biggest rivalry in college football: Ohio State and Michigan for the national championship. I think that'd be cool. I'd rather but have yeah, Harvard, I, Harvard versus Yale national championship. Yeah, don't count me in to watch that one. College, college football would implode. I would not watch that. Oh, I would hundred percent would. That would be so boring. Battle, battle of the calculators. Battle of the nerds. <laughs> just a, but is this a big LARPing fest? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I can code faster. Yeah. I think, um, I think that um, TCU Max Duncan he's playing great. Quentin Johnson's played great. They have a solid team. Uh, Michigan they lost Blake Corm like we said. Potential Heisman winner was supposed to be up there, but he's not. They they still have Donovan Edwards, who's a great running back. Before Corm took over and just kind of dominated the college football landscape, so it's like they haven't lost that much of a step. Uh, losing Blake Corum, they still have a dominant running game. You know they're good passing the ball, good defense. So I, I just think that Michigan dominates this. Uh, TCU fans and TCU, I hope you make us eat our words. Um, trust me, I love an underdog story. Uh, Rudy's one of my favorite films. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but uh, I just don't think it's. I don't think you guys have it in you. Like Rudy, you know, you only get one play, and you know, hopefully that makes history. I just don't see it. Um, with that being said, we've, we've talked about the college football playoffs and who we got. Uh, we took UGA and Michigan and that'd be our national championship. So in their national championship, let's break it down. Do you think that, uh, who do you got if it comes down to UM and, uh, Georgia? Georgia. Okay. Expand or is just, that's it. Oh, you just asked who I had. Okay. I, I'm, 
Wasn't sure if and, I needed to okay. go in depth on Georgia this. Georgia or Michigan, and why? <laughs> I just think Georgia's uh, stacked through and through. I know Michigan has uh, proved that they're still a good team, even though they lost one of their star players. But uh, Georgia's just dominant. I mean, they've proven it all year long, being number one. I mean, they've gone up against adversity, and they've shown that they can get by it. Uh, it'll be a close game. And I would not put money on that. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to put 500 on Georgia to win this game. Because yeah. Michigan is still a powerhouse. And even missing a player, they're still extremely good. And they proved that. So I definitely wouldn't put my money on it. And if I had to take a guess as what the spread would be, I'd, I'd say seven. So I, well, I would say three. So I think we're pretty close on that. I think Georgia yep. wins by, like you said, three or seven. I think it's a clo- it's a closer game than more – most Georgia fans would like to admit. Um, I would take Georgia, like I said, by three. I think that just that defense of Georgia is too dominant. So I would, again, crown Georgia as our national champs back-to-back, which I don't want to say. It's gross coming out of a Gator fan's mouth. And I know that my timeline, my social media timeline, is going to be filled with a bunch of grown men barking uh for months to come. So uh, hopefully Michigan can take the dogs and put them in the pound and uh, win this one. I think they have a chance, but I, I just like I like Georgia too much on that one. <clears throat> so primetime games require primetime coaches. We talked about primetime game like the college football national championship. Now it's time to go over to Boulder, Colorado and Coach Dion Primetime Sanders moving on from Jackson State to uh, Colorado. I want to know, your uh, Taylor, your thoughts of his potential impact. And could we see Colorado play for a playoff spot come next season or within the next two seasons at least? Um, and if not, the next two seasons, when? Mm, I, could, I could see it in two years. In two I years. mean, as soon as the decision was made and it, came, it was public information, people already started saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to Colorado. Like, Colorado's the place to be now. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I mean, if you see what he did with Jackson State, he put them on the map. Like, before, like, two years ago, if you were like, yeah, Jackson State, you'd be like, who? What? What are you talking about? Where, where's Jackson State? Now they make it on ESPN. They were on college game day. They're getting coverage, back to back championships, I believe, in this season undefeated. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you can go and turn around a school like that, you're going to succeed and you're going to do well in a Power Five. Uh, I think Colorado had one of their worst seasons. One in 11, man. One in 11. Yeah. In I think 12. that is, as so while Deion Sanders is there, I think that's a thing of the past, 100%. He's already got a bunch of recruits coming from, or not recruits, but players coming, following him from Jackson State. He's already got a bunch of people that are in the transfer portal that are already like, yeah, I want to go to Colorado. You've got a bunch of recruits that are now saying like, Colorado might be the place to go. Uh, if they can pay the man, they'll be good to go. Yeah, they, their athletic director said, yeah, we'll find the money somehow. Yeah, <laughs> It's not going to be a problem, but we don't have it now. Dion's impact on a university is probably the greatest impact I have personally ever seen from a coach. 
And why I say this is because Colorado, in order to get Dion, Dion said a lot of these transfer to get these top kids, they require like they want to major in X, Y, and Z. That Colorado either used to have that uh, major and just got rid of it due to financial situations or financial reasons. Whatever the case, Dion said, I'll take the job if you reinstate these majors because that's how I'm going to get these kids. Because a lot of these kids in the portal, obviously, you're still a, you're still a student, so you got to have your credit transfer over. Um, yeah. So he made he's trying to make sure that those kids that he brings in, their, their credits are going to transfer over to Colorado. And they're not going to like you know extend a year to graduate, or they can still get the degree they in initially wanted, or at least similar. That's pretty big time for a football coach to come in and say, "Hey, I need you to work on your academics." And then they're like, "All right, cool, we got you." Um, I just I don't see a coach doing that. Most coaches would be like, "Hey, you can come here. We don't have your degree. Don't know what's going to do with your you know your credits for transferring, but you will be able to play football here." And then to go on to the point where you said people want to play for Dion, it's 100% the case. You've already seen through Twitter and everything like that in the transfer portal. The moment he signed, Trey Sanders tweeted at Dion saying, hey, I think I can see myself playing in Colorado. Obviously, he's a former five-star number one running back in the nation. That's a big-time get. And you got a couple other guys. They're bringing um, Kevin Coleman, who's a former four-star, uh, five-foot-eleven Receiver who went to Jackson State, he's going to Colorado. Travis Hunter, wide receiver slash corner, is already on his way to Colorado. They got Shador Sanders, who's obviously his son, who was a four-borderline five-star quarterback, who was going to be the quarterback at Colorado. They are bringing, like he said in his first meeting, Louis Vuitton luggage. And the the kids there, either you want to stay and compete and earn your spot, or, you know, like he said, hit the portal. Um, now he caught a lot of shade for that yeah but i personally enjoy that not enjoy but i personally i like what he said because most of the time these coaches will be like i want to keep everybody possible i want to keep all these guys just yeah. in case something happens we got them but he was honest and truthful with them he said look some of you guys aren't going to make it you, some of you guys aren't going to start some of you guys won't even have a spot on this team so if you think that you're not going to be able to compete and make a starting position yeah. hit the portal find somewhere that you will fit in because i'm not going to sit here and waste your time and i don't want you to do that yeah that's a good coach to me you know i'd rather have a coach that's brutally honest and be like look your talent's going to be wasted here you're not going to have a career after this because you're not going to get any playing time and you're just going to waste everything you've got so instead he said pack up your stuff hit the road go find somewhere where you can get playing time and get exposure that's a great coach. He's looking out for players that aren't even going to be on his team anymore and making way for all these other players he knows that's going to have a starting position. I like it. Yeah, I agree. Now, and Ian said um, there has been some fire under him leaving Jackson State, which is obviously an HBCU historic <laughs> black college or university. Um, People have been saying that he said that and there was a coach, I uh, can't remember what te- what school he went to, I think maybe Georgia, Georgia Southern or something like that, um, or Alabama State, and he said, Dion's not swack. He said this like last year. Dion's in it basically for Dion. Uh, and then people are like, oh, he was right because Dion left for a PWI in Colorado, which is, if you guys don't know, is primarily white institution. Um, 
and that he was he's not for the basically for the black community. Dion came out in defense saying, "I'm black. Like, I can't change that. But what I'm here to do is make men or boys into men of uh, all shades, and bring that swagger and bring attention um, to black coaches and stuff like that. And it's important to note that while you know people are saying, "Hey, we need." We need diverse diversity. We need coaches, to, you know, we need minority coaches to get hired. Uh, this is a major issue when a divert when a minority coach gets hired, especially from an HBCU. Which, by the way, Deion Sanders is the first um, HBCU co- head coach to go and coach at a P five, uh, basically get a raise and go to P five ever. So that's already changed the landscape of HBCU. So you you can't complain about not having. Uh, Joy Taylor said this on ESPN. She said, you can't complain about opportunities and jobs and then get mad when the coach takes that opportunity and job. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you can't say we want op- a big-time opportunity and we deserve it, and then when they take it, you're like, now you're mad at him for taking it. And they're like, well, why isn't it? Some people say, why isn't Jackson State an opportunity? It's, it To bring attention to minority coaches, it's going to have to be – you're going to have just – you're going to have to – and you know, uh, best way to put this, you're gonna have to take over PWI as a head coach. Like people are gonna want to play for you, black, white, Hispanic, whatever. Especially with Dion Swagger, I think he's he's the face to do it to put that face behind for minority coaches and uh, primarily white uh, coaching jobs that are you see in the P P five. And I think he's the man to do it in Colorado. He's bringing attention to Colorado already. Their social media went from like seventy two thousand to. 1.2 million overnight, uh, which is big time. So it's already getting them light. And then this is what, so um, I'm going to let you interject on this after I tell you this story. And I, I didn't know this about what Dion and Jackson State and the reason why he, main reason why he left. One, Jackson State didn't decided not to renew his contract. So what you want him to do? Just not have a job? But two, uh, so according to some uh, Albert Coleman source, this is from Twitter, guys, uh, JSU is in the hot seat for misuse of football funds. Uh, individuals were stealing money from the football program by moving it to general funds and scholarships for the school, uh, stealing from prime time and the players, 80% of why Deion Sanders is leaving. Uh, the plot thickens, um, Coleman says, JSU put in Dion's contract after $30,000 in ticket sales. He would receive a percentage of the sales that he never received the whole time he was there. The ticket sales got the, randomly went missing um, every time Dion asked for the money. Dion, the football team, nor the staff saw any of that money. There was a lucrative TV deal in place, and Dion wanted to get that to make more exposure for the HBCUs and the players there. And the university turned it down. They did not want the exposure. Dion, with his own money, then built a new locker room, tennis courts, and all new designs all came from Dion's pocket. The news player lounges, etc. Dion. He used his own money to feed his players, uh, pregame meals, all the fancy meals that you saw players eating. That was on Dion. Uh, when Jackson State went to the Celebration Bowl last year, the school didn't want to give any money back to the athletics. Dion used a lot of his personal money to fund numerous things around campus. The university did not help. The president wanted his name in the headlines as much as Dion. Dion wanted to coach the Celebration Bowl this year. Jackson State president said no, and the Celebration Bowl was sold out. Uh, and again, he didn't. He did not get any of the money. Dion didn't get any of the money. 
Um, a last-minute offer was made for a million dollars for Dion to stay at Jackson State, but he had to pay his staff out of that. So out of that one million, he had to go pay the rest of his staff out of that. Uh, after that, there was no new offer made after his 12-win uh, uh, championship success. And obviously, he was making roughly $300,000 a year after all his payout and paying his coaches, and now he is making, I believe, $8 million. So you cannot fault a man for taking a promotion and not only you want him to stay when he's already been slided by the, the exact HBCU that he tried to build up and give exposure to and then go, you know, well, we'll give you 300000 after you pay your, you know, your people and then turn down $8 million. Who in the right mind turns down $8 million a year <laughs> compared to 300000 I just, I'll let you expand on that. I just, that's the story going around right now why Dion left. I would personally like to hear from Deion Sanders and have him, uh, you know, like solidify that those uh, statements are true. Because if it is, then it's absurd that that school was withholding money. Because he like he's such a good dude. I don't think he's going to want to hurt the players at Jackson State and hurt that program. Yeah. Well, I, I get that, but th- this is essentially stealing from the players, stealing from the coaches, stealing from the program, stealing from the fans. If you're promising a head coach who has brought you back-to-back championships, uh, TV time, a new locker room, uh, a new lounge, feeding the players, uh, getting uh, fans back in the stadium, bringing in uh, five-star recruits, that's theft at that point because you said, look, I'm going to give you X amount of money for you to do all these things. Well, Deion Sanders went out and did all those things, but Jackson State and their athletic department, whatever, did not own up to their end. They didn't uh, come through with the money, and that's absurd, and it needs to be addressed, dealt with in the appropriate manner. I understand not wanting to hurt the kids, but what they're doing is hurting them more because now, guess what? They don't have Deion Sanders. Yeah. Now they're not going to have the exposure that they had. Now that all this funding is suddenly disappearing, they're not going to get the players that they once had. You know, that that's of the past now. And all the fans and everybody that were booing Dion in their championship game who were they were playing songs over the intercom, pretty much saying like, you know, bye, get out of here, whatever. Yeah. You have nobody outside of Jackson State to thank for for that. Don't this shoot, man took don't money shoot, out of his. Yeah, don't shoot the foot that you know. Don't shoot the hand that fed you. Yeah, right. this man took money out of his own pocket to do all these things. You should be praising him for everything that he did. Because I'll tell you this much: I am not that type of man. Dion is ten times a better man than I am because I would not sit there and say like, "Oh, you want me to pay your coaches or like people who you employ yeah. out of my paycheck? I'm out. I'm gone." You know, you told me you were going to pay me X amount of money. Why do I have to pay people that are on your payroll? I know they're my coaches that I selected, blah, 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 but they're on your payroll. You have to pay them. Why should I have to go out and pay for a new locker room? This is your team. Why should I have to buy a lounge? This is your team. You should want to be why successful as yeah. a program. So, Why should I have to go out and pay for the food for these players? They're under your scholarship. Why should I have to go out and get the TV time. It's your school. I'll be here to promote it. I'll be here to back everything up. I'll be 
here to ensure everything runs smoothly. I'll be here to coach. I'll do the interviews. I'll do everything else I can. But why should I have to pay for your program to do everything that you said that you would do? Especially when he was bringing in so much more money to that program yeah. than they had originally. That, you know there's some type of money laundering going on if every single time they sell out a stadium, suddenly the money's just not there. Yeah. Where's the money going? You got the money. The seats are filled. It's sold out every single time they play a home game. Where's the money going? There needs to be some type of internal investigation that goes into the team to figure out where the money was going if it wasn't going to Dion, if it wasn't going back to the school, if it wasn't going towards the players. Especially uh, if it was in the contract. Yeah, and it wasn't going towards feeding the students or going towards scholarships or uh, stadium upgrades or TV exposure, whatever it is. Somebody needs to figure out where that money went. And I don't blame Dion for wanting to leave. Mm. Nobody in their right mind would turn down $8 million when they're not even getting paid 30% of ticket sales time and time again when he's the sole reason why the games are getting sold out. He brought in the five stars. He built all this stuff. He's the one with the swagger. He's the one with the experience. He's the one with the knowledge. He's the one with the genuine attitude. He's the one who comes in, you know, and is the genius on the field that made all that happen. And he's not getting paid. I'd be out too. I don't blame the man whatsoever. I'm happy that he got this opportunity. I'm happy that another school said, that's a man who knows what he's doing. That's a man that knows how to connect with kids. That's a man that knows the game of football. He can turn a program around, take us from one and 11 and probably get us to a winning record. If not in two years, get us to a spot where we could possibly push for the playoffs. Yeah. I'm glad that somebody saw that and gave him the uh, opportunity to be a head coach in a power five. I hope he succeeds. And I hope everybody at Jackson state, the hate that they have for him suddenly because he left for a better opportunity. I hope that becomes uh, like gratitude for what he gave you and the exposure he gave that school. I hope they take that. And then they're proud of what he's able to do now. That's my take on it. Yeah. And not only is Dion going to impact the players at Colorado like he did at Jackson State, not only is he going to impact the university itself, Boulder, Colorado, if we're going to talk about race, Boulder, Colorado has been known not to be the most accepting of racially accepting uh, kind of, you know, town cities. Uh, So for them to embrace a black coach with open arms, there is a chance – uh, that with you know, because schools do community outreach and stuff like that. There's a chance that for some of the and I I don't know Boulder, Colorado, so I'm not gonna sit here on on the show and say Boulder, Colorado, um, is a racist town or anything. I am just going off what I hear from the grapevine. Um, some people in Boulder, Colorado, um, saying hey, this is not the most racially accepting town. But there's a chance for him to not only impact the players in the school, but the entire community. So this, to me, is a massive W. Um, and a bigger impact than people can understand. Yeah, if he, I mean, if he's able to go in there, one, into what I would call, if this is true, a hostile environment, and be able to change the minds and the hearts of a community that might be labeled as racist, that's the biggest win of all is being able to go in there and change the culture that was once hateful and now bring it into uh, a loving community and accepting community. And then also create a top team in college football. That would be yeah. a win all around. 
So hopefully that's what happens. Hopefully the, the rumors are not true about that town because if it is, it's disgusting. And uh, I personally, if I knew about that and I was Deion Sanders, I wouldn't take that job. Uh, Again, all rumors, guys listening at home and watching, we, we're not going to label Boulder, Colorado racist. Or a, nope. a, I'm not saying they're a sundown town. I'm not saying any of that. This is just from the Twitter sphere rumors. and rumors. All right. So take it with a grain of salt. But again, we are saying if that is true, this is a major W for Dion. Yes. In that community. Now, that raises my question for the rest of the HBCUs. Um, what impact does him leaving and him just going to an HBCU, what, how does this entire couple of years that Dion's been there and now his departure, how does that impact the future of HBCUs? Um, yeah, that's the question. Well, how does it impact the future of HBCUs? Unfortunately, honestly, it's probably going to negatively impact uh, HBCUs if the financial uh, side of things is true. Because now people are going to say, well, why would I want to go coach at a HBCU school if I'm not going to get paid? Yeah. You know, if Deion Sanders, you know, the man Deion Sanders, you know, couldn't get paid, why are they going to pay me? Yeah. You know, it causes a lot of conflict for coaches that probably wanted to go coach at these types of universities. But now because Dion was there, you know, if he was still there, it would probably grow and grow and grow. And then the schools would start getting the exposure that they deserve. And they would start they've getting been on TV ESPN, time. ESPN, ESPN2 and stuff, and they've been getting, getting exposures. Yeah, um, but way. now I, I think that with everything that's coming out, the way that they've handled his departure, I think it negatively impacts it. But that that's no fault to Deion Sanders whatsoever. In my opinion, it should boost HBCUs, but it won't because of everything that's coming out. Because now play, our coaches are going to be like, I don't, I don't want to go there. You know, I'm not going to get paid. When I leave, I'm going to get booed. Uh, if I don't give all of my money back to the school that the school won't put back into the program, I'm going to get booed and people are going to think that, you know, I sold out whatever. Unfortunately, that's the way it's going to go down. And this is probably, unless another, you know, extremely well-off talented and famous uh, retired football player comes in and starts coaching. I think it's about, the last time that we'll really hear or get coverage on our HBCU uh, school, unfortunately. Yeah, I I have mixed feelings. It's kind of a plus or minus. Uh, Dion not being there has a chance for them not to get – I mean, his HBCU is not just Jackson State. There's FAMU, no. um, South Carolina State, uh, et cetera. Some pretty good programs down there, actually, uh, with HBCUs. They are underfunded, severely underfunded, funded uh, as a whole, not just at the athletics, but um, as far as academics, dormitories, everything in that aspect. Um, wish we could find a way to obviously find some funds to uh, support HBCUs on the grand scheme of things. I think Dion helped with that. I think Dion helped with the exposure being put on ESPN. Uh, Jackson State's games being put on national television. I mean, people who never watched an HBCU game saw their band, like not only saw them play, but saw their the band, and we're like, "Yo, these bands are, you know, these these bands are pretty lit." Uh, and I, so I think it positively impacted them in that sense of 
getting that exposure. Now what they do with that exposure, we see what Jackson State potentially has. Again, potentially, I don't know that guy's source, so I'm not going to um, throw Jackson State completely under the bus. But if that's true, we've seen what Jackson State, with that exposure, has done. And that potentially has impacted HBCs in a negative way. Dion leaving, yes, it's going to have some sort of slight negative impact as far as viewership. Not many, as many people are going to be interested because, you know, Travis Hunter was there. Um, Shador Sanders was there as far as the top-end talent. It's not, the, it's not there anymore. But HBCUs have always been – have uh, had gems. Um, we had uh, Shannon Sharp. We've had Jerry Rice. Um, these are some top – Walter Payton. These are some top-notch uh, top guys that have come out of HBCUs. So I, I, I think the HBCUs have a bright future. But they ha- – um, as far as big-time coaches coming in, they have to they have to be careful because if they really did bite Dion's hand when Dion was feeding him, it's not a good look. And like you said, it, it's not going to be – coaches aren't going to want to come to HBCUs at that point, like big-name coaches. And I'm not talking about like, – I mean, imagine, imagine Calvin Johnson saying, hey, I want to get into coaching. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go to – and that's a big name. People are going to watch Calvin yeah. Johnson. People love Calvin Johnson. And then he goes, I'm going to go to, you know – Alcorn State. People are going to watch that. But does he be more weary? Uh, do coaches be more weary because of the situation with Dion and Jackson State and how that's being handled? I'm not saying that Alcorn State would or any of these other colleges would handle like the Jackson State's handling it. But it just makes you take a second guess. Right? You're either take an assistant job in a P5 or a head coaching job in HBCU um, divisions. It's just at this point, I think it's a toss-up now. Before it was like, oh, Dion left in a Dion did leave HBCUs in a better place. So anyone saying he yes. did not is a lying to themselves. It. I didn't watch no Jackson State games or anything like that, and I found myself tuning in and being like, wow, man, this is a fun team to watch. So, Dion definitely made an impact. Where HBCUs go, I think we shall see. Like you said, it's a, I think negatively. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be negative as far as his departure, uh, and if this is true and how they handle the situation. Agreed. Uh, some breaking news. Uh, so Ruben Owens, the uh, number two running back in the twenty three class. I'm sure you saw that he decommitted from Louisville a couple hours ago. I'm surprised he committed to Louisville. So yeah, <laughs> and uh, he just committed to texas a&m whoa that is is a shocker to me that is a jimbo got something up his sleeve i mean they do (laughs) he got money (laughs) (laughs) they they do have um a train going to i think he's going to the league or he hit the portal their number one running back from last year so there's a a spot open to starting ruben owens is a monster i think cedric bass at one point he wasn't number one rated running back but i think cedric baxter who's uh, committed to Texas is a little more of a complete running back, but Ruben Owens is a home run hitter. Texas A&M, Texas A&M, you got that's a good one right there. Just don't waste the talent. Stop wasting talent, please, <laughs> please stop wasting talent. Yeah. But that brings up the thing of NOIL, like you said, go get your bag, Louisville. You know Texas A&M. Might as well. Hey, if it's there, yeah, it's there. <laughs> Come on over. We'll give you the money. Texas A&M don't care. They just nip. Here's your, here's your cash. 
Yeah. Come for a year and then uh, dip out. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That's a uh, breaking news by Taylor Roberts on uh, the booth here. That's uh. We've got the inside track, guys. Yeah, yeah. We follow, you know, we follow Hayes Fawcett, and uh... <laughs> that's exactly where I got it from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for all your breaking news, follow the booth who gets their news from the internet. No, so speaking of the portal and you know NILs and stuff, we've already kind of touched base with our last uh, last episode and last you know, uh, what's that video? We have a video out on it. All right, guys, go check it out. As yeah, Texas A&M going down the portal hole because they had the most portal players. Uh, so make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, portal is officially underway. Uh, there's some notable names in the portal. DJ, uh, the Clemson quarterback. Leary, the wide receiver, Alabama. Leary, the NC State quarterback. Jaheim Bell, tight end from South Carolina. Dakotas Crawford, the coolest name of all time. Wide receiver, Nebraska. Trey Sanders, running back, Bama. Uh which portal kid do you think has the chance to make an immediate impact and why? And then where could you see some of these guys going? Uh, every single one of them to Oklahoma. You want DJ, even though you have Dylan Gabriel and Jackson Arnold coming? I'll take them all. All right. Okay. I'll take them all. He's like, I just, we, need, we just need bodies. We just need a team. <laughs> <laughs> we need I somebody. You. I feel you on that one. Uh, I'm not sure which player is going to make an immediate impact on it. I mean, they're all going to make an impact. They're all really good players. Yeah. Uh, the one that I'm interested in seeing, I think we talked about this one, is the coldest Crawford. Like we said, I think he's going to go to LSU. Uh, I think that would be a really good fit for him. Uh, so I'm interested to see what he does. Uh, I mean, he's got the coldest name out there. <laughs> so. did there. Yeah, that that's that's who I'm interested in seeing. I don't really know. I can't really predict who's going to go where. Uh, I mean, they're all going to be. I mean, South Carolina's tight end Bell. Uh, He's a monster. He'll probably go to. He'll probably go to Florida. I think he goes to Florida. I mean, we we got Kayon Zipper, and we do need a tight end. But I mean, that'd be dope. I'm trying to hype you up. Yeah, I'm trying to hype you up there. Yeah, I'll be happy with Jaheim Bell. I think I saw your comment under his. Uh, <laughs> announcement going into the portal you're like hey you know florida Florida needs a tight end slide it man (laughs) let it slide so yeah i I I don't know a lot of people are saying what you said last week you've already predicted you said this before anything anybody else before dj was even the portal that dj would be a good fit at florida play a year let Jaden rashada sit a year bulk up a little bit learn the offense and dj obviously has one like i think one or two years of eligibility but he'll probably go pro after be forced to go pro after wherever he goes um, I think Florida's a good fit for DJ, but I think he does uh, go back out west. He's from California. His brother's considering is a five-star prospect defensive end, considering UCLA. Um, DTR's leaving UCLA potentially for the NFL. I think DJ and Chip Kelly could you know reunite, and then Chip Kelly gets yeah. the five-star defensive end brother there. But I do I I can't see Florida uh, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> uh, as far as like a notable name, uh, Dakotas, we said LSU, Jaheim Bell, you said, I think Leary from NC State, I think he could, he's got one year of eligibility. I think he could slide to Florida for a year. Pretty much any quarterback that's in their, you know, junior or senior season could slide to Florida at this point. Trey just Sanders, take everybody and just shift them out to Florida, yeah. uh, see how they do for a year, see if they win a national championship. Yeah, yeah. Be, gotcha. that'd be dope. You know, we just kind of. What, were we allowed 22 men on the field at one time? <laughs> um, 
Trey Sanders, I think is I think he's going to Colorado. Um, I think that Dion has an immediate impact in Colorado, but it's still Colorado. So we didn't really talk about this, but I think that he is going to get four and five stars to Colorado. Yeah. I don't think he's always going to get every top player like everyone thinks. They're like, oh, top quarterback. He wants to go play for Dion. It's one, Dion's unproven in P5, but two, it's Colorado. So there, he is going to get some ballers. I think Trey Sanders, I mean, he's already reached out. Um, he's looking for a fresh start, leaving Alabama. It's a place he can immediately start in a Pac-12 conference where he can show up, put up some highlight, and go to the pros. I think Colorado's probably the best fit for him. Uh, I can see that. But I, again, I don't think he's – I think he's going to get a lot of uh, five- and four-star recruits this year, but I don't think it's really going to start flowing until next year. Next yeah. season's really when – you know, once he – gets a season people kind of see how it works out then it's going to be more of a lucrative uh spot for players to go it's still i mean colorado's definitely getting more play time uh, and it, again it's the pack 12 so I mean, you don't need a lot of four or five stars to actually compete uh you just need throwing shade yeah i mean you, know, you just need a, a you know some solid some solid players and you can you could potentially win that uh, i think i think colorado could win it uh, the Pac-12 is coming coming here. Who knows? Uh, USC is still probably uh, my favorite, but even though Utah beat them, but Cam Rising is probably going to the NFL, so they won't have a quarterback. Yeah, yeah that see, dude's I tough, see... by the way. What's that? That dude's tough after that hit he tough. took. He is. He is a <laughs> tough man. Um, I'd be on the ground. I'd be yeah. crying out for somebody. Crying. Yeah. Mama. Mama. I'm... He came out of nowhere. <laughs> What's that, uh, Hit me like a Mack truck. What's that one song? I just killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> Hit him so Mama, hard. Ooh. Guys, not only we talk about football, but we are also trying out for the voice as a duet team. So let us know uh, your You'll thoughts. You'll see us as memes here in a few years. Yeah. But yeah, I think the the like we talked about the portal. I think those are some big names. There's of course a bunch of big names. Uh, there's officially two thousand uh, plus kids in the portal today um and still growing some of these kids end up finding out that there there's not another scholarship out there and they have to go back to the program however if they decide to go back to the program or their school they no longer are on scholarship so they have to earn that scholarship again so it really is throwing the dice and betting on yourself because you went from having your school paid for to being like hey coach can you take me back no one else wanted me well hey man your scholarship was given to somebody else because you left. So, congratulations! Now you're a preferred walk-on. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a risky move, but I mean, a lot of these kids, you know, I mean, the five stars and the four stars are pretty much they're solid, but uh, anything under that, it's definitely a risk. We we say, but like, so they're solid to a point, but their their stars don't carry over. Safety Mordecai McDaniel last year transferred from Florida. He's still in the portal. He still hasn't found a school, and he put out his tape again saying, hey, you know, this year I come around, I'm just looking for an opportunity. Uh, you have former five-star linebacker Terrence Lewis, who went to Maryland out of uh, high school, one of Maryland's biggest recruits of all time, transferred his fre- after his freshman year to UCF. Saw limited playing time at UCF his first year there, and he's hit the portal again. 
He's already yeah. I mean, I mean, so the risk the risk is still there for like four and five stars, but it's the risk is a lot smaller than it is for like a two star or three star. I mean, if you're a two star and you're like, yeah, I'm hitting the transfer portal. Good luck. Yeah. If I'm a you were you were like third string here. Now now you're like one thousandth in line. Yeah. If I'm if I'm a four or five star, to be honest, I'm looking at some of these smaller schools like maybe a Western Kentucky that has a good football program. That you know you can almost guarantee yourself guaranteed um, starting prime time spot um, wherever you're at on the on the field, offense or defense. I don't know. I mean, if you have the chance to go to a big time program, but the problem is they want big time programs usually want the people they recruit. So obviously you're recruited, yada yada yada. But now you're restarting. All over again. The portal's just a mess. It really is uh, the wild, wild west. Oh, yeah. Agreed. I mean, at some point, something's going to give, and there's going to be some type of regulations put on there as to how many players can opt into the portal or how many years you have to play at a school before you can go to the portal. There's going to be something. There's going to be some restrictions put on it eventually. I agree. With that being said, we will go into our bowl game predictions. Uh, we are coming to an end for these predictions here uh, with the college season coming to a close. Uh, before we get into these predictions, guys, we are an hour in. We appreciate you guys watching from home, whether it's on YouTube or listening on Spotify. Make sure you follow us. Hit that bell notification if you're on Spotify. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, too, to stay up to date on recruiting news, NFL news, just football news in general and make sure you follow our tiktok as well uh make sure you just make sure you follow all the socials and and again if there's any topics that you would like for us to talk about or discuss make sure that you let us know um so let's get into it uh we have miami ohio versus uab i'm gonna go miami ohio due to family ties I'll go UAB because, well, we don't have family ties. <laughs> uh, we have the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl, which is UTSA versus Troy. Troy. All right. Uh, I'll go UTSA, you know, for funsies, I guess. Yeah, for funsies. <laughs> for funsies. I'm holding you to that word. <laughs> Makes me giggle. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a... Uh, in the SRS distribution in Las Vegas Bowl, Florida versus Oregon State. Oh, Florida. I'm going to Oregon State uh, because, well, Florida doesn't have anybody. Everyone hit the portal or the league, so uh, I don't even know who's playing quarterback, to be honest. It might be Des Watson. It might be Desmond Watson, you know, 400-pound quarterback, like you made on Madden back in the day. Um, Hefty lefty. Yeah, well, you know, we got Jalen Kitna situation. We literally have... Max Dungan, or not? We, I wish we had Max Dungan. Wait a minute, <laughs> hold up. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> There's been a trade. Breaking um, news: Max Brown, who's a former three-star uh, quarterback. So that's it. Um, if he gets hurt, I don't know. Like, I don't know who's playing quarterback. So I'm gonna go Oregon State, unfortunately. But uh, it'd be cool to see Florida win a bowl game. Uh, Cincinnati versus Louisville in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. What are these bowl games? <laughs> Cincinnati. I'm going Cincinnati as well. 
We have the Was- we have Washington State versus Fresno State in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by <laughs> Stiffle. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel has got his own bowl, guys. Uh, who was playing in that one? Washington State and Fresno State. Washington State. All right, Fresno State. I don't. We'll go Fresno State. All right, we have Linden Tree Bowl. Linding Tree Bowl. There you go. Rice versus Southern Miss. Southern Miss. How is Rice Bowl eligible? They only got five. Anyways, I'll go with Southern Miss as well. Uh, then we have the New Mexico Bowl, so a normal name there. SMU versus BYU. BYU. All right, uh, I'll go SMU. I'll just, keep, I'll just keep taking the splits until there's a game that I'm like, okay, this. All right, uh, the Fresco Bowl, North Texas versus Boise State. Boise State. Uh, I'm going to go North Texas. Yeah. Go North Texas. Just keep taking the splits here. Uh, we have the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Marshall versus UConn. Marshall, I guess. We are Marshall. I'll take Marshall, too. We have Eastern Michigan versus San Jose, San Jose State in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Who are you taking? Uh, I'll take San Jose State just because I know somebody who played there, Jeremiah Kalani, who played for the Rams. So I'll then I'll take San Jose State, too, because... <laughs> we have... The roofclaim.com Boca uh, Rat and Bowl. The man put a whole, they put their whole <laughs> URL in there. Um, oh Liberty versus Toledo. Liberty. We need to get on these bowl games, man. We need to fund one. The booth. Yeah. By, by ta- with Taylor and Brandon Bowl. Apparently right. anybody can get a bowl game. <laughs> uh, Western Kentucky versus South Alabama. The R plus L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Western Kentucky. <laughs> I go South Alabama. We have the Lockhead Martin Armed Forces Bowl. <laughs> the Baylor Lockheed versus... Martin Bowl. <laughs> yeah. What? Baylor versus Air Force. Why are they even funding bowl games? <laughs> I got Baylor. I got Air Force. Uh, we have the Radiance Technology Independence Bowl. Louisiana or Houston? Uh, Houston. Houston, we have a problem because I'm going with Louisiana Raging Cajuns. All right. We have the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. If you need to mortgage your house, go to Union Home Mortgage. Wake Forest versus Missouri. Wake Forest. All right, go Wake Forest too. We have the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, or Hawaii, if you want to say it correctly. Middle Tennessee State versus San Diego State. San Diego. All right, I'll go with Middle Tennessee State. Uh, the, this is a pretty easy one. Quick Lane Bowl. Uh, New Mexico State versus Bowling Green. Uh, Bowling Green. All right, I'm just Bowling Green, too. Uh, okay. We have the Cameo Bowl. Georgia Southern Buffalo. Georgia Southern. What are these games? 
<laughs> you just got to win six games, man, to get a bowl eligible. We have the apparently not. Somebody had five wins. Yeah, Rice. We had the we have the Surf Pro First Responder Bowl. Utah State versus Memphis. Memphis. All right. Uh, sure. I'll go Memphis. Ticket ma- uh, Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl, East Carolina versus Coastal Carolina. I'll take the local ECU. I'll take ECU as well. Look, I'm just saying all these names because they're fun to say. It's like people went to a dictionary and threw it's like threw NASCAR. A yeah, it's like NASCAR. <laughs> Welcome to the Cheese It. Uh, Welcome to the Cheese It Wells Fargo, uh, the booth with Taylor and Brandon, Dell Computer Company, and Microsoft yeah. Game. <laughs> Welcome to the Intel Bowl, sponsored by Microsoft, sponsored by Apple, sponsored <laughs> by Nabisco. Yeah, and then the game's like, you know, two small schools. <laughs> yeah, like... SMU and then some other team that nobody's ever even heard of. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State in the guaranteed rate bowl. Well, your rates are guaranteed. Oklahoma State. I'll go Oklahoma State too. We have the military bowl presented by Paraton, UCF, and Duke. How is that even the military bowl? <laughs> <laughs> how, how does that make any sense? Yeah, the military bowl featuring nobody in the military. <laughs> UCF. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll take. Uh, I'll take Duke. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Kansas versus Arkansas. Kansas versus Kansas. Arkansas. Kansas. All right. I'm gonna go with Arkansas. Kansas season went down the drain. Yeah. Uh, San Diego County Credit Union. Holiday Bowl. <laughs> San Diego County. San Diego County. Not San Diego. San, San Diego, Diego County. County. Credit Union. Holiday Bowl. Oregon versus North Carolina. None of those teams teams are like anywhere near uh, Oregon. San Diego. No. Uh, I'm going to go Oregon as well. We have the Tax Act Texas Bowl. At least this one's kind of, you know, Texas related. Texas Tech versus Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Gold Miss as well. We have the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl for all your mowing needs. <laughs> uh, that that is Syracuse versus Minnesota. Syracuse. This is starting to become comedy now. I'm <laughs> going Syracuse. Amer- now I'm going Minnesota. We have the Cheese It Bowl. Florida State versus Oklahoma. Oh yeah, Florida State. I'm going Oklahoma. I appreciate that, but no problem. you'll be disappointed. The Valero Alamo Bowl, Texas versus Washington. Texas. Going Washington. The Dukes Mayo Bowl, Maryland. That sounds like something you eat at KFC. Okay, the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Yeah. Huh? Uh, Maryland versus <laughs> NC State. Uh, NC State. Yeah, Dukes Mayo Bowl. Hold the mayo. Uh, I'm going to go NC State as well. We have the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Because they're great. Pitt versus How does that UCLA. Even correlate? UCLA. UCLA for me too. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. North uh, North. Notre Dame versus South Carolina. What was the name of this bowl game? Tax Slayer for slaying all your tax needs. And who is in this? 
Notre Dame and the Cox. Gamecocks. I'm going to go South Carolina. I'm going to go Notre Dame on that one. Um, I think Notre Dame is probably better during tax season. Um, so Fair enough. Tax later, you know. Uh, Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Ohio versus Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming? Oh, I'm going to go. I'll go Ohio. All right. We're going to our normal games here. The New York. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Capital One Orange Bowl, Tennessee versus Clemson. Ooh. (laughs) I want to say Tennessee, but I think without Hendon Hooker, I think they're really. (sighs) Mind you, both orange teams are in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody out there was like, "We have got to make this happen." <laughs> I'll go. I'll go Clemson. I'll All give right. them the. This is the one time that I'm. I'm really backing Clemson. They got a true freshman coming in at quarterback to play that bowl game with DJ in the portal. I'm gonna go Tennessee. Um, I think Milton is still a good quarterback. He's not Hendon Hooker level, but uh, and I'll take the SEC over the ACC. We have the All State Sugar Bowl versus. We got Alabama versus Kansas State. The uh, team that Alabama was trashing, they said TCU losses Kansas State, so I don't think they should get in. Basically also what Nick Saban said. So would love to see Kansas State win this. Kansas State. Yeah. <laughs> Just because of that statement, Kansas State all the way. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then we have Iowa versus Kentucky in the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. Uh, Iowa. Right. I don't like Kentucky. I don't really think they're that good of a team. I don't either. Uh, then we have the – we already did our college football semifinals, and we had Michigan over TCU and Georgia over Ohio State, so we'll skip those. Uh, we're coming. We have four more bowl games. The Relic Quest Bowl, Mississippi State versus Illinois. Mississippi State. Mississippi State for me, too. We have the Goodyear Cotton Bowl with Tulane and USC. Uh, Tulane. I'm going to ride with them till the end. All right. Uh, yeah, we got to ride with Tulane, man. Uh, they rode with us on Twitter and social media, so we're gonna, I'm going to ride Tulane over USC. Um, then we have the Cheez-It. How are there two Cheez-It Bowls? Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. <laughs> Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. <laughs> like, you just added citrus to it. It's the same. Okay. LSU versus Purdue. LSU. All right. And then we have the infamous Rolls Bowl, Penn State versus Utah. Utah. All right, I'm going to take Utah as well. I think they're a pretty solid team. All right, guys, that was the college edition. Again, this is a reminder before we get into the NFL, we thank you guys for sticking around. This is an hour and 14 minutes in. Normally, we don't come up for a little while. We appreciate you guys for staying in, uh, for viewing from YouTube, and listening from Spotify. Make sure you're getting followed on all social media. Helping us out listening in. All right. Taylor, are you ready for this NFL? Are you ready to break down this NFL uh, stuff we got going on here? Let's do it. Let's go. So, Brady, Captain Comeback, um, came back, beat the the lowly um, – I got to switch my brain from college to the NFL. The lowly Saints, New Orleans Saints. Which should not have happened if Mark Ingram, you know, took the one extra step to get the first down, but 
you know, he went out of bounds instead. But it raised the question of should he stay with the Buccaneers or move on elsewhere after the season? Uh, I think he stays. I think he's got a, I think it's a good fit for him. Uh, I mean, if Leftwich leaves, the, um, it might give him a reason to reconsider playing for the Bucks, uh any further. But uh, I think he's got a good system going on with the Bucks. I mean, they've already won a Super Bowl. Uh, they missed out last year because of the Rams, uh, which I don't think that should be like a, oh, you know, Tom Brady's done with the Bucks because, you know, they couldn't make the Super Bowl because they got beat by the Super Bowl champs mm-hmm. or eventually Super Bowl champs, blah, blah, blah. I think he stays. I know I'm pretty sure you think they move on. Uh, I don't want to speak for you, but I think that's your opinion on it. And I know a lot of other people think, you know, it might be time for him to dip out and find a different team. There's talks of him going if he back does, to New England. Mac Jones punching air right now. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude's just getting screwed left and right, man. Uh, I mean, if he goes back, I, I think that's a worse situation than what he has with the Bucks right now. You know I where mean, I can see him going next season? His favorite team growing up as a California kid? 49ers. 49ers. That was his favorite team growing up. He's going back out west where he's from. I mean, if, if you want to talk if you want to talk about upgrades, 49ers would be an upgrade. Yeah. 100%. They have all the pieces. Their defense is solid. Offensive line is solid. The got a great wide receiver core, great running backs. All in all, couldn't think of a better place. And then just imagine finishing your career on the team you grew up absolutely loving. It's like, like say if I'm, you know, as a Rams fan, say you get drafted by, like, the Cardinals and spend most of your career with the Cardinals, and then you have a chance to end it with the Rams. I mean, that's pretty special. Yeah, I think it would be good. I mean, I mean they need a quarterback. Yeah, I think Trey Young, or not Trey Young, uh, Trey Lance is. I mean, he definitely needs some time to develop, and I think having. Uh, it would be funny Tom Brady, replacing Jimmy G, just it's funny to me <laughs> that Jimmy G was underneath Tom Brady for so long, and then Tom Brady replaced Jimmy G. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that would work out for all parties involved. I think the 49ers would then have a competent uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback who still has more years left in him. Uh, he's proven that he's able to, you know, gear up and actually play some good uh, tight football when it comes down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the pieces they need. They need a quarterback. Uh, Trey Lance definitely needs some time to develop and learn from a really good quarterback. Jimmy G is not terrible. He's just not consistent. I'll say that till the day I die. He still hasn't proven to me that he's a consistent quarterback, and I don't think he's the best mentor to learn from. Tom Brady has everything in the bag. You know, I mean, he's uh, labeled as the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Why wouldn't you want your young quarterback to learn from him? I think that's a perfect situation for him. Yeah, I could see him staying in Tampa. The The reason why I would see him leaving is I don't know if he's – happy with where the offense has been coached under uh, Todd Bowles and Brian Lefwich. Um He's been looking a little disgruntled on the sidelines. Could a little? Be, yeah, let's say a little. Uh, let's just my say man, Apple was making a lot of money is, on those tablets. Microsoft, Microsoft is definitely Microsoft, making a lot of money. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think the 49ers are a good fit. 
If he stays, there's talks potentially that Tampa goes with AR-15. They have a later draft pick right now. Who's there in the playoffs? Uh, right where that sweet spot is for AR-15 in the first round. Who, everyone says, needs at least one year of development. Uh, so I could see that. Learning under Tom Brady, that's kind of big time. They already have Kyle Trask, though, and you kind of want to see what you have in Trask. He's a, another former Florida Gator, but uh, yeah. Anthony Richardson probably has got more upside. I mean, how do you feel? How would you feel your Kyle Trask, you know, draft night, and then they're like, all right, and uh, the pick is in. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Anthony Richardson from Florida. What, the f- what am I even here for? Like, yeah. Well, I sat I mean, back this whole time. You know, I thought, you know, I was here. I was, I thought I was going to start because the old man retired and then he came back and he was like, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I, but even then, I think if Tom Brady leaves, you can at least see what you have in Trask and put AR behind him um, until AR is ready. His, you, I think you do got to see what you have in Trask. Uh, it was a, Potential high, you know, he at one point was talked to to be going to the Heisman. He's a no. good thrower of their football. He's not really athletic. He's kind of like Tom Brady. He doesn't have the biggest arm. He doesn't have the best attributes, but he's smart with the football. I think you do have to see what you have in, in Trask. Um, but I could see Tampa Bay taking AR. Uh, what people don't understand, a lot of people are, you know, saying AR is not ready for the league and, AR and Josh Allen, who everyone now says is the greatest, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Josh Allen's last year in college football at Wyoming and Anthony Richardson's lone starting year at Florida are identical stats outside of rushing TDs, where obviously AR has way more rushing yards than TDs. So, uh, you know, Josh Allen had, you know, shown he had growing pains his first year his rookie year and he's shown to be one of the better quarterbacks Anthony Richardson could take that turn especially under NFL coaching I still think Tampa Bay needs to stick with Kyle Trask let's just see what he's got um and if they do take AR see what you got in Kyle Trask and trade him the next season try to get some picks for him um you know I think he has the talent to play in the league and I'm not trying to be biased because of Florida I just you know I think he has a talent yeah. But yeah, definitely no bias. No, 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 no bias. No, I don't know what this hat says. Let's say flow. I'm a big Flow Rider fan. Flow Rider. Yeah, Flow Rider. Big yeah. Flow Rider fan. Uh, but yeah, I think Brady, if he doesn't stay with the Bucks, Forty Nine are a good fit. People said, uh, people have been saying the Patriots, but I think um, the Patriots and Tom Brady have kind of burnt that bridge. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Anybody that says that just wants Tom Brady back. Yeah, and speaking of quarterback change, uh, quarterback on the opposite side of uh, that game, is it time for New Orleans to put in Jameis Winston uh, with Andy Dalton just absolutely sucking? Not unless they are uh, gunning for a quarterback in this upcoming draft. Because if you want to stick with Jameis Winston as your starter, why put him in now whenever playoff hopes are pretty much gone? I mean, if the, I mean, if the playoffs are so still one hundred percent, yeah. I mean, I just, I wouldn't. If he's going to be our starter next season, I wouldn't put him in. That's just. I mean, if you want to win games, <clears throat> yeah, I'd put Jamison, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't see the point this late in the season. I would. Uh, he's been healthy for what, three, four games now. Yeah. 
I would put Jameis in just because as a team, you don't want to see your team tanking as a fan. Like, you don't want to be like, oh, we're tanking. Um, But two, uh, if I'm a Saints fan, I'd want to burn the Eagles and get them the worst pick we possibly can give them and not give them the best pick we can possibly give them. Um, Because the Eagles, even though they're not in your division, they're in the NFC, and you're going to be going against them for future it comes and say the Eagles get a top five pick like they do now and get a Jalen Carter, uh, one of the best defensive linemen in the draft and pair them back again with Jordan Davis. That's a nice little punch there. Or Will Anderson, the best linebacker in this draft or, you know, any of the top notch players, it could come back to bite you um, in the end. So to me, I would be like, you know what? I'm going to make sure at least our pick is like 10 to 15 and not top five. So the Eagles can't just reload on talent and it's going to make it harder for the saints when they eventually get that team around them to make that push when they've kind of helped the Eagles out as far as make a more solid team. Yeah. I mean, if you want to win games, start them. If you want to tank, don't start them. Don't risk the injury. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not a GM or a coach. So, yeah. So we've, we talked about a little bit. We talked a little about the Eagles here. We're talking about the NFC. We'll stick with the NFC playoffs coming up. The Cowboys dominated the, the Indianapolis Colts in the fourth quarter, uh, raising the question: Who has a better chance at a Super Bowl? The Eagles, the Cowboys, the 49ers, etc. ESPN gives the Eagles a. This is from ESPN. Thirty percent chance to make it to the Super Bowl. The Cowboys have a fifty percent chance to the Super Bowl, and the 49ers, even without a quarterback, they have them at twenty percent. I would say that the Eagles have a better chance because if you're going to look at domination this past week, the Cowboys dominated a terrible Colts team, and they the didn't Eagles dominate dom- until they didn't dominate until like the last ten minutes of that fourth quarter. True, still dominated, embarrassed them, yeah. whooped them, whatever. So you have that, and then you have the Eagles who dominated, which has been argued a good Titans team. Yeah. So if and if you're taking it off of this past week, I got the Eagles all the way. I mean, the run game looked solid, and mind you, the Titans have had one of the best run defenses in the entire league this entire season, and they only allowed two rushing TDs up until that Eagles game, and Miles Sanders and that entire Eagles team just ran all over them. So I would say that the Eagles have a better chance. Uh, no bias because I'm really good friends with somebody who's an Eagles fan. Uh, I don't know who that is. Not me. But uh, yeah, no, not, not at all. But uh, I'd say the Eagles have a better chance. Uh, 49ers. No shot. Like, and, and, no shot. Yeah, I, I, I can't see uh, Brock Purdy really coming out there. and. He throws a Purdy ball, but, you know, as my grandma would say, she likes to say Purdy. Uh, but uh, yeah. I don't think he has that. Yeah, I don't. That's a lot to I ask mean, for him. I, yeah, I don't see the four. I just, unfortunately, the 49ers season's probably a wrap unless Jimmy G. Because I saw something that said Jimmy G was going to be healthy enough to play in the playoffs if everything goes the way they think it is because he doesn't need surgery now. But that's, I mean, that's a long time for him to be out and then come back and be like, all right, I'm ready for the playoffs and yeah. then play. But it is a really good team. They could pull it off. I just don't think Brock Purdy's the guy that's going to get them there where they need to be yeah i think the um 
The Cowboys and the Eagles and the Vikings are probably the top three teams in the NFC right now. Uh, yes. No bias. Uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles because people have said, who have the Eagles played? Well, they just beat a 7-4 uh, and four at the time Titans team, and they held Derrick Henry to 38 yards, I believe, 33, 38 yards, somewhere around there, um, which, you know, the, the addition of Nanamakan Sue, Linville Joseph, and then Jordan Davis coming back obviously helped. I think the Eagles have a better defense than the Cowboys. I think the although the Cowboys technically have the number one offense in the league uh, on paper, I think through eye test, I don't see it. Um, Elliott and Pollard are a solid one-two combo. Uh, C.D. Lamb is a solid receiver. Dak Prescott is an okay quarterback. Um, I just I just don't see it um, as far as their defense. They don't really have anybody, in my opinion, outside of Trayvon Diggs. And when you go against teams, the Colts and the Colts don't have any number one receivers. They don't. Uh, Michael Pittman. I will, I will hold this till the day I die. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Pittman is not a true number one. Uh, Alec Pierce is in his rookie year. He's he's shown out. Uh, Alec Pierce has played great. So the Colts fans. I mean, don't do me wrong. Michael Pittman's great. Uh, Alec Pierce is great. Both are not number one receivers. No. Um, the Eagles, what the Eagles bring to the table is A.J. Brown, who is a true number one. So you got Trayvon Diggs on him. And then you have Devontae Smith, who is a number one receiver on a couple teams. And then you got Quez Watkins there in the slot, who is just insanely fast, runs a 4 2, 4 3. Uh, it's a mismatch for any nickel corner or um, linebacker. And then they get Dallas Goddard back in two weeks. And they get Avante Maddox back, their slot, um, one of the best slot, uh, slot corners in the league. They get um, CJ Gardner-Johnson back uh, right before the playoffs. Ironically, he comes back against the Saints. So I think once the Eagles get healthy again, there's pretty much no stopping them. We've already beat the Vikings um, in prime time. And it was like, well, they beat them in prime time. They beat them in prime time. But what do you think the wild card like what do you think the playoff games are it's all prime time so uh your mic is messing up just a heads up taylor uh, i heard a beep. i've lost audio i've got nothing um go ahead and talk Give me one second to try and fix this yeah go ahead go ahead and fix it while he fixes that guys this is a reminder that this is the booth with taylor and brandon we're gonna go right back into what we were discussing about the cowboys um eagles and NFC playoff hopes once it gets it fixed out. Again, follow us on all social medias and uh, stay tuned. I'm going to go back into what I was saying when he fixes his mic. I'll let him respond whenever he gets it fixed. All right, can you hear me? Yes, he got it fixed. Look at that. All so, right. like I was saying with the, the Cowboys, what was I saying? The, uh, the Eagles. Um, I just think that they're getting healthy. They're going to be getting healthy at the right time right before the playoffs. Uh, defense, they have the top two corners in the league um, at the time. Right now, um, as far as statistics go, uh, good pass rush, get, you know, great offense. And uh, if you're going tit for tat for players, and uh, I think the Eagles got the edge. So, uh, yes, I am an Eagles fan, uh, Booth fans out there. Uh, so I'm not trying to be biased, but from a non-biased perspective, the Eagles got it. Absolutely. I think the Eagles are the better team. Uh, especially when they're fully healthy. I think the Eagles are a substantially better team. No shade. I, I always hate on the Cowboys, but uh, 
they're a good team this year. They've, uh, unfortunately they're a really good team, but I think that the Eagles edge them out in every single aspect. I think they have a better quarterback. I think they have a better running back. I think Miles Sanders, when given the opportunities is better than Pollard and Ezekiel. I think the Eagles have a better offensive line. Uh, I think they have a better defense. Uh, the run defense can be a little shady every once in a while. I, I have to fault them on that. Uh, that can definitely be improved. But overall, Eagles would take it. I think nine times, or I would say eight times out of ten, the Eagles would win against yeah. the Cowboys. And so, and it, I, the Eagles are getting ready to play the uh, Dallas Cowboys in the coming weeks. If the Eagles already locked their spot, like especially if they already locked the number one spot, by the time we play the Cowboys, Cowboys fans are like, well, y'all beat us when we didn't have Dak. You guys beat us when we didn't have Dak. You guys are probably going to beat us when we don't have Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, <laughs> Dallas Goddard, you know, yeah. Darius Slate, like half our team because we're going to be benching them to let them – and they're still going to – you know Cowboys players. fans are going to be like, oh, we beat the Eagles, number one Eagles, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And James we, we is going to go, we didn't have, have Eagles, what happened? X, 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 X. Yeah. yeah. Philadelphia, what happened? Yeah. Um, so I'm ready for it. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Eagles – one key thing, even if we do play starters versus starters in this upcoming game, the Eagles last game exposed Mike on a way of how to – target Mike or Parsons. And that's an RPO is just not to block them. Make them make a choice. Go for the running back or mm-hmm. go for the quarterback. You've got to make a choice somehow. And as great of a talent as Micah Parsons is, he struggled with that because we didn't really struggle, but you have to you have to make a guess. Do you take Jalen Hurts or do you take Miles Sanders? If you take Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts can roll out, throw a pass, or he can take off and run. If you take Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders is beating you for ten to fifteen yards. Um that's all they did. Like we didn't do anything special against the Cowboys uh the first game we played them. We just targeted Micah Parsons and made him make a choice. Um don't let him control the game. You make him, you know, you make it harder for him to control the game. So I think the Eagles will probably repeat that and I think they take that dub. And I, I still think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC just at this point. Agreed. With that being said, we're going to skip this next segment that we have written down here because we already kind of touched upon it with the 49ers. Uh, we're going to go to the notable names that, uh, for quarterbacks that have declared for the draft and kind of predict where they go and who's maybe the best fit for them. I'm Mel Kuyper here. Jamarcus Russell was the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> Give me Ryan Leaf as number two. Um, all right, so we got C.J. Stroud. Um <laughs> who do you who do you think uh who do you think CJ Stroud goes to? Uh what's his best fit? Houston Houston Texans. Houston Texans. I mean Houston Texans or the Carolina Panthers. See, but I, I think the Texans. Both. I think the Texans, I mean they have two first round picks. I think they get CJ Stroud and then they load up and get oh uh, yeah. Um, Quentin Johnson at TCU to pair up wide receiver there. That'd be a great first round. They already have Damian Pierce. That's a pretty good draft right there. Like you're already looking into that season is looking better. If CJ Stroud obviously plays like a good quarterback in the NFL. 
Ooh, they do have two firsts. Gotcha. Um, 13 and the number one. Yeah, which they can get Jackson or they can get, again, Quentin Johnson, a wide receiver, and they need a wide receiver. So they can get the top receiver in the draft and the potentially top quarterback in the draft. And well, they, they have Meche, who, uh, yeah, and they, who's well, going to be coming back. Yeah, they'll have, so John, they... they'll have John Meche back. They'll have, again, a top rated receiver if they pick Quentin Johnson or Jackson. Uh, JSA. Yeah, and the, I mean, they're good on they're good on running backs. That's they're for sure. good on running back with Damian Pierce. They're they get their quarterback in the first, you know, their first pick. They could potentially completely flip. Their, I'd beef up on the defense there. Yeah, defense would, but they could take their their quarterback and the receiver <laughs> in the first round and then second round on start going after defensive players. I mean, you got yeah. Um, they could get um. No, there's a couple of notable defensive players that'll probably go in the second or third round that they. Obviously, can take. Um, we have Bryce Young. Who do you think? Where do you see him going? I see him going to Detroit. In my personal opinion. Let me see what we got here. Who needs a quarterback? My, I mean, get a mind where they'll potentially go in the draft too. Um, there's a yeah. lot of quarterback needy teams in the I think top five. Oh yeah, but, um, <laughs> every single team except for one needs a quarterback. Yeah, because it's Houston, the Bears, Seahawks, Lions, Panthers. Only one that doesn't need a quarterback are the Bears. Yeah. Uh, I I would say that the line, pairing him with James Jamison Williams. That's why I say the Lions. I could I could see him going to the Lions absolutely. Yeah. If not if not the Lions, just imagine him with the Seahawks. Yeah, that is definitely. Uh... Definitely a solid pick. No. I mean, if the Seahawks took him, <laughs> him and DK, yeah, it's a wrap. I agree. Then we have uh, Will Levis, who has declared and his foregoing the bowl game. You know, here at the booth, we're big fans of Will Levis. Um, definitely top That man should not be any – that man shouldn't be picked in the first round. Mind you, I will put this out in the atmosphere that people don't know. The Carolina Panthers um, apparently are infatuated with Will Levis. So I'm going to say what the Carolina Panthers. I mean, every single mock draft that I've been looking at over the like past two weeks, that's exactly where he's going. Yeah. Like every single expert out there is saying, Will Levis to the Carolina Panthers. And I'm sorry, Carolina Panthers fans, but your situation is going to stay the exact same. It's just Sam Darnold 2.0. Yep. Right. I mean, they have Matt Corral sitting in the back. I don't know why they would wait. I'd give him a chance. Yeah. I don't know. But, well, uh, you know, it's it's politics and football. Matt Corral wasn't a first-round quarterback. Um, then we have AR-15. will probably go in picks like 15 to 20 range. So I just pulled up a uh, a mock draft here, and they have Anthony Richardson, the Florida Gator quarterback. I'm, mm-hmm. Do you know of him? I don't know. I don't know. Have you heard of him? Uh, he's a small, mm-hmm. a small school guy. Yeah. So they have him going to the Colts. I could see him going to the Colts, sitting behind Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't think that that. So I think it would be a great pickup for the Colts. However. In recent years, the Colts have not drafted the best. They're not a bad team that draft. You know, usually they're one of the best teams to draft. Uh, but I don't think the Colts will pick them up. I personally think that the uh, what you call them, uh, Las Vegas team. Raiders, the should Raiders? pick them up. 
Ooh. I that's they won't. They won't. But I think they should. Because Derek Carr's time is coming to an end, and the Raiders need to acknowledge that. And Anthony Richardson would fit well with what they have going on right now. So if we're going to go to it, he needs to go to a team where he has to sit a year. I mean, that's just plain and simple. We can't, he's not. Exactly. I mean, that's a perfect situation. Derek Carr, the Raiders love Derek Carr for whatever and then reason. And the Colts with Matt Ryan. But, and this I is, think Matt Ryan retires after this year, though. He could. He potentially could, but then the Colts will probably pick another, still get another veteran quarterback who's at the end of his his career or Jimmy life. G. And, um, yeah, taking Jimmy G. This is a, a team I don't think anyone's really pinning him to is the Atlanta Falcons. They have Kyle Pitts. They have Drake London. They have receiving core. They have a decent offense line, defen- decent defense. He could sit behind Marcus Mariota for that year. You ride with Mariota at least one more year. And they're similar quarterbacks, so you don't certainly necessarily have to adjust the offense completely. Matt Ryan is a statue quarterback, so whoever takes over as the head coach next year, rather it's Jeff Satter or somebody else, you're going to have to accommodate your offense for a pocket passer. And then you have Anthony Richardson, who's a mobile quarterback. So you're going to have like kind of two completely different offenses. But if you go yeah. from Marcus Mariota to Anthony Richardson, that transition kind of is the same. Yeah, it's kind of the same. It's a little easier. And then another team is the Seattle Seahawks. However, the Seahawks draft him will have to, he can sit behind Geno Smith. Uh, I would love to see AR fifteen taken at number three with the Seahawks and pair that. him up with DK Metcalf and uh, Kenneth Walker. Geno Smith another year. Ugh. That'd be a nasty team. man. That would be disgusting. Yeah. So I mean, those are, I don't those want are two, that to happen. Those are two. Those are two sleeper teams. Uh, for me, uh, any, again, anywhere he goes, he's gonna have to at least sit a year. Um, yeah. Hendon Hooker coming back from injury. I have a team in mind that I think is a perfect pick. We just talked about for him. See, the thing with him is he's he's so old. Yep, and they're talking about for... old guys. So Colts. Yep, I think he's a no. good. Listen, he went to Tennessee. <laughs> You know, Peyton Manning went to Tennessee. I think he's a good, yeah. pure thrower of the football. I think that's a – you know, he's more ready to play than AR-15 right now. So, say if Matt Ryan doesn't stay, and you can get Hendon Hooker in the second round, you know, you know, you, waste your, you take your first-round pick and you get somebody else and then Hendon Hooker in the second round, you should, you know, could be pretty solid. Uh, I don't know if I should trust this mock draft that I'm looking at right now. What does it got? They got Bijan Robinson going to the Cowboys. When they've already paid Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Yeah, that makes zero sense. What are you looking at? Uh, what? what mock draft is this? this? Is it CBS or? Yeah, this. well, this is a SB Nation. Oh, God. Like, what? This might be the last time I ever come to this website. Cowboys? Makes zero sense. They're set with Pollard. And they're paying out the behind for Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. That makes zero sense to me. Any trust that I did have in this site is now gone. <laughs> so, what do you have Hidden Hooker going to then? Best fit. He's going to slide <clears> to <throat> the second round because of the injury, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if Tampa Bay is going to take a quarterback. And a hooker wouldn't be a terrible uh, pick for them to take. <clears throat> or maybe, I know, 
The Rams. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The Rams. <clears throat> Need any quarterback. Matthew Stafford's old. Baker Mayfield's probably not going to be the long-term solution. No. Hidden hooker, man. There's a lot of hookers in L.A. There yeah. are, surprisingly. Yeah. So... Like a lot. <laughs> Just Might as well add another. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. Got tiger blood. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see the Rams being a good fit. Cooper, I mean, imagine being a quarterback who's 25, ready to start right away, and going to Cooper Cup and you know company over there, Van Jefferson and stuff. Although I know you want a running back, but you could potentially in the third round get a Zach Evans or um, you know uh, Muhammad Ibrahim. So I definitely would not like be mad at either of those. But could you see the? Next name on the list, who potentially is is mulling the idea of going pro, your favorite what? Spencer Rattler. What? Imagine him in a Rams uniform. You're just gonna get tortured <laughs> sooner to the Rams. Spencer Rattler will make a great backup quarterback and for any team he goes to. I think. I don't right. know who would pick him up. Honestly. I don't think he's not gonna start anywhere, but I think he'll back up. Who is he going to back up? This NBC Sports has Arizona Will Cardinals. Anderson going to the Seahawks. Yeah, the linebacker. Like, what? Will they Anderson. need a quarterback, man. Said- no, I'm saying like, yeah, Will Anderson. I'm saying they need a quarterback. Where? Oh, I got you, yeah. Yeah, I, Spencer I, I, I would, to Arizona I, I trust, backup. I trust this more than a... That other one, but Spencer Rattler back up to Kyler Murray. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's gonna be back up wherever he goes. So. Yeah, he's definitely not starting, and he won't start anytime soon. No. Let me see what this. I just want to see what they have the Cowboys picking on here. See if maybe we're losing our minds. Maybe there's something we, maybe, don't, yeah, know. Maybe we okay. don't know. There maybe. we go. Clark, Clark Phillips, cornerback from Utah. That's okay. pretty good pickup. He's a he's a good corner. That makes more sense because they need another cornerback. Because yeah. did you did you see a, a, a what's his face Diggs uh, bite on that uh, Matt Ryan fake for a wide open TD? Yes, I did. Oh my god, he yeah. oh that's exactly what everybody was talking about with him is double moves get him every time. He is one hundred percent only there for interceptions. That's all he's there for. If he doesn't have a 100% possibility for an interception, he's useless. Not useless, but... He's not top five. If he's not yeah, he's, no, picks. absolutely not. All right. Do you think the Bills need a new running back? The Bills? They just drafted yeah. James they Cook. They have Stingley. They have Stingley. They just got James Cook. I don't know who they'd get because James Cook is the receiving back. If they go Jamari Gibbs... Well, NBC has them getting Bajan Robinson. I don't know why. I don't understand this whole teams that are already set in stone with running backs or just drafted a running back. Why they have them on here? I drafting I another running back. It, I guess to add to me, they either go offensive lineman or they go defensive lineman or linebacker. It you know in my in my opinion, Robinson is a starter as soon as he's drafted. Yeah, no, he is. He's an absolute. He's not going to start over Saquon or. You know, no, Henry, no, 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 Taylor, but, but I mean, 
he's not a guy you draft to have on your bench. Listen, if you know? the Eagles don't sign Miles Sanders, who the the if we get the thirty second, you know, late pick, you know, John Robinson to the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Put it up in the atmosphere. I hope he drops to the second round. <laughs> and the Rams are able to pick him up. No, y'all got Cam Akers, man. You're straight. This one has the Seahawks taking Anthony Richardson. Yeah. With the twentieth pick. They do they have two first round picks too? Yeah. Oh, so then I could see Anthony Richardson. Yeah, uh, yeah the, I think they're I think they have the second round or a second draft pick and they got that one from Denver. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah I don't know. Trade. That'd be a no. good draft there to get Will Anderson, the number one linebacker, and then go and get AR fifteen. Yeah, if he's still on the board. Yeah. I don't I can't really see I don't see him dropping the twenty, but if he I don't know. He could. He could. He's, I, I personally I, I think don't that think he when should, he goes but... to the right now he's a borderline first round, like late first round pick. Um but I think when he goes to the combine and throw, throws a pass for ninety yards standing still and runs a four three forty and measures in at two forty pound <laughs> two six foot six and two hundred and forty pounds, no. that teams are just gonna be like drooling over it. Yeah. So agreed. Uh, then we have the last one, Mr. Used Car Salesman, Stetson Bennett. I forgot about him. Yeah, man. He's 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 been in the league. For, he's 25, just like Hinton Hooker, just like Lamar Jackson. So, Unfortunately for him, I think he's going to drop. I think he goes around five or six, to be honest. Yeah, he's, he's not going to – he's going to be pissed because he – he thinks all of his meals should be free, but just because of who he is. Yeah. Uh, I, Random team in Raid- the fifth or sixth round. Raiders. Raiders. I can see it oh, because the Raiders also like to steal money. Yeah, they do. Yeah. All right. With that being said, let's go into our game predictions, guys. We again appreciate you guys for sticking around for almost two hours um, of the booth. This is a little longer of an episode that we normally have. Uh, so thank you guys. Let's get right into these games. We have the Thursday night game of Raiders versus Rams. I've got the Rams. All right. I'm excited again. Excited. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams um, in a sense of just screw it. Why not, right? Yeah. Why not? Then we have the Eagles versus Giants. Eagles. Taking the Eagles as well. Um, We have... Are you writing these down uh, as far as yep. when we split? All right. We have the Jets versus Bills. Bills. I'm going Bills as well. So, so far we haven't really split. All right. We have the Browns versus the Bengals. 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 Going Bengals as well. Um, We have the Texans versus the Cowboys. I mean, we're not going to be splitting anytime soon. Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys as well. We have the Vikings versus the Lions. Vikings. Uh, do I do it? <laughs> do I do? I'm taking the Lions. Yeah, it worked for you last week. It worked for me last week. I'm taking the Lions. Uh, then we have the Ravens versus Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, we're going with the Steelers as well because Lamar Jackson is injured. Out. Lamar. Um, the heck? 
Then we have the Jags versus the Titans. Uh, I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is out too. So I'm going to go with the – hold on. Yeah, look that one up real quick. Let's see if he is out or not. Because if he's playing, the Jags are one of those teams where you just don't know. All right, looks like he, he's day to day. He's sat his up for in the air for Sunday. All right, I'm taking Titans. All right, uh, I'll go with Titans as well. Uh, although if he was healthy, I might have taken the Jags. Uh, we have the Chiefs versus the Broncos. Let's ride to nowhere, Chiefs. Chiefs as well. We have the Panthers versus Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. Buccaneers versus 49ers. I'm going Bucks. I'll go 49ers. All right, we'll split there. Um, Dolphins versus Chargers. Dolphins. I'll take the Chargers there. Take the split. And then the last game, Patriots versus Cardinals. Patriots. I go Patriots as well. So we only split on a couple games this week. What's uh, what's the uh, tally up so far? You are sitting at twelve. Last week you were at nine. I am sitting at fourteen, and last week I was sitting at eleven. All so, right, so I'm only down by two. Creeping up. Creeping up. Creeping up. All right, Taylor. I'll let you do the intro. Or the outro, I should say. Outro. Welcome to the booth, everybody. <laughs> going to take it away before we end the show. Thank you, everybody, for stopping by. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us for almost two hours here. It has been a pleasure uh, discussing all of these topics. If you guys listening, please follow us on Spotify, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Drop your comments, uh, DMs, whatever it is. coming up hopefully these games hit that you want to hit and hopefully those parlays hit uh with that uh we are signing off all right peace out guys